Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. One Halloween in high school, Sinclair was illegally profiled and pulled over by the cops. You'll never believe his costume or what ultimately saved him from what could have been a really bad experience. Stay tuned to hear Sinclair's story. I want you to breathe all this in, breathe all this in. <laughs> This is You Had Me at Black, the podcast where black millennials tell true life stories. Halloween 2004 had the chance to celebrate the day and also be in an environment in Los Angeles where there was a lot of energy around costumes being put on and just having fun. But then also in black Los Angeles, it's the day of the big football game, Crenshaw versus Dorsey. So those are the two biggest black high schools in LA, public schools, and they have a very deep history and rivalry. So it really is a celebration of black culture in addition to a celebration of sporting activities. And it's a big deal for LA and it's a big deal for black LA in particular. Epic, everybody comes out, a ton of fun, whole nine. The challenge with that is that you also have a significant police presence that attends the game because of all the riffraff that will also come out. And in that riffraff coming out, they literally will bring out 70 to 100 police officers in plain clothes and uniforms. So you have a heightened police presence, Halloween, which always brings out nefarious behavior, and then in general, just the excited group of people. The rivalry between Dorsey and Crenshaw is very much so deep-seated and related to a dividing line that has a gang element to it, but is not rooted solely in the gang element. That's where the riffraff is introduced. It's not just a celebration, it's also a challenge and a chest beating contest. And where the Crenshaw side of the stands will wear Crenshaw attire to celebrate their team, the Dorsey side of the stands will wear coleslaw attire to, dis- to disrespect the Crenshaw side. Because as, a, as an affront, saying we're better than you and you guys aren't, aren't worth our time. So it is a chest pounding exercise, but a fun one. And one that I recommend anybody, if they're in LA during the fall, attend because it actually is a good time. That's the backdrop of my first time being pulled over by a police officer. I was driving down the 10 freeway at dusk. So I was just as easy. This was before the Straight Outta Compton movies and had my Jerry Crow wig on, my LA fitted hat and dark shades. And in that experience, I was really enjoying myself, but I was just heading from school home very excited about going to a party not related to the football game actually so I had my own set of plans separate from what was going on I hear the burps and giggles that come from the police when they turn on their siren and then I realize that they're actually following me immediately have goosebumps all over my body this could go bad fast I'm shaking and my mind is racing saying what could I possibly have done to draw their attention because I'm normally good at avoiding it and in every morbid scenario that I can imagine, a high-speed chase, even though I would have to initiate it. Me being slammed on the pavement, even though even though I would have to get out of the car or I think that there would be an escalating incident to cause that to happen, or them just doing something, potentially shooting me. That Those things all race through my mind in a snap second, and I have to calm myself down, even though I only semi-successfully did that. I pull off the freeway, In the process of pulling off the freeway, I go into a semi-major street, but then also realize that they're asking me to turn onto one that's a little off the beaten path. The first thought that I was feeling and thinking was, 
I'm going to die unless I handle this very well. And everything that I thought was be measured, be somewhat calculated, and get through this experience without escalating it in any way, shape, or form. The LAPD have a history of both being cowboyish and particularly aggressive toward men of color and then black men in particular. So for me, I have to be crystal clear in all my interaction. I know that my job is to survive this moment because otherwise it can go south. Mind you, this is 2004, prior to cell phone cameras and people being hyper-vigilant about documenting their interactions in a way that can be shared publicly with the police. They get out of the car, two white police officers, male. The one who's approaching my driver's side window is 6'2", and clearly loves being in the gym. So I know that it can easily turn into a testosterone-driven interaction unless it's de-escalated by one or both of us. I say, officer, how can I help you? Is reply, license and registration, please. I believe that uh, you made an illegal lane change. Instead of confronting him, I said, I, I wasn't sure where that took place, but no problem at all. I'll be able to provide both. However, my registration was in my glove compartment. So I said to him, is it possible for me to reach across the console to the glove compartment to get this information? He says yes, and he, with pierced eyes, along with his partner, watched as I leaned across the console to actually pull out the registration. Why is pulling out the registration significant? Because mine was a little different. Not only was it the 3x5 standard registration you get in California, it was laminated on a white piece of 8.5x11 landscape paper with my parents' business cards attached to it. <laughs> because my parents, being black people who grew up in L.A., knew that in the case where the police needed to see my registration, it would be an extension of grace. <laughs> the police would know that I had parents who worked for the state of California and for the city of LA city attorney's office, and I would potentially be able to survive the moment with my humanity and then also my civil rights not being violated. So I handed both my driver's license and the registration card with my parents' business cards laminated to the officer. He took two steps away from the car, looked at the license, checked that box, looked at the registration, and had a little complete about face. When the cop realized that I was the son of a politician and the son of someone who worked in the city attorney's office, turned pink, started shaking, and then also consulted his partner. He walked back to my car within one or two minutes. That's not standard protocol because you're supposed to run tags. Didn't run tags. Came back to me and, and asked, oh, where, where were you coming from and going to? And I said, from Loyola High School, which is one of the best high schools in L.A., and then to home, no other plans, officer. And he made basic no chatter, gave me my things back and said, go on and have a nice day. I felt victory because that meant that chess move was his play. And the only thing that he could do is slow walk, moonwalk, off this command and control position that he was about to assume and acting in a cowboyish way when they handed back my registration and my license and left, I had a deep sigh of relief. I shake my head and I felt as though I had escaped from a prison cell or uh, was Django and finally free. Although I had not been detained, I did feel as though I had overcome something that most people would not have been able to. That is an example of an extension of grace and professionalism that all Americans, frankly, are owed by the police and is what black people are simply asking for. 
And that is what the tack that police need to take when they're interacting with people of color and then people in general. And it's frankly what white Americans typically have the default experience with the police around. Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. Be sure to check out this episode's description for musical credits. And if you like what you just heard, head to youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side to subscribe to our newsletter and unlock access to exclusive videos, behind-the-scenes interviews, and specially curated music. That's youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side. Peace.